0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
1: Morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is the 21st of October, 2022. Daniel Pedro with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland and SEN sixteen. 20 a.m. on the Gold Coast. Open line number 1-300-01-1170. You can text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Very busy hour before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast after 6 a.m. Um, I think Vossi's plugged that line back in. We'll find out. Um, and then Paton Hills Heels uh, for our Queensland listeners in a couple of hours from 6 a.m. local time. In this show, in a few minutes, we're going to have a chat with Jack Clifton, get the latest on the T20 World Cup, and look at a. Big weekend ahead, although rain looks like it could interrupt it a bit. Uh, Jonathan Gallo will join me, talk all things football, English Premier League, A-League. We'll continue our road to the World Cup. And Charlie Goodsir will be with me in the studio uh, to see what's caught his eye this week in sport and also what he's most looking forward to across the weekend. So big show coming up, 1300 01 1170 The phone number, or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions.
2: When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream.
1: Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, simply want to know this morning on the open line or the text line, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? And what's your prediction? What's going to be your headline come Monday morning? What's your headline going to be out of the weekend of sport? Of course, we've got the Rugby League World Cup. I'll tell you in a second the game's coming up there. We've got the T20 World Cup. We've got NBL. We've got A-League still continuing on as well. We've got EPL over in the UK. Um, I probably missed something. Uh, so I want to know your headline. What is going to be your headline? What is your bold prediction for the weekend in sport? One 1170 is the open line number, or you can send us a text, O four five seven seven three six seven three six. What is going to stand out? What are you most looking forward to? But what is going to be the biggest story come Monday morning after another huge weekend of sport? One 1170 the open line number, or you can send us a text, O four five seven seven three six seven three six now time for a Rugby League World Cup update. Sure is. Two and a half past five, two and a half past four in Queensland. No game today. A rare day, actually. It's the first day since Saturday morning or well, Sunday morning we haven't had a game. It was after yesterday, if you missed the score between the Cook Islands and Wales. Wales played decent footy, actually. But Cook Islands, in the end, just got up over them, 18 points to 12. But we do have a full round coming up, round two of the wonderful... Um, World Cup starting tomorrow morning in Coventry at 5.30am when Australia will play Scotland. Uh, Two games on Sunday, Fiji and Italy at 12.30, followed by England and France at 3am. This is all Sydney time. Um, And that will also be followed up at 5.30am, so three games on Sunday, sorry, uh, with New Zealand against Jamaica. That'll be interesting. Um, and on Monday, we've got Lebanon and Ireland at 12.30, Samara in Greece at 3 a.m. On Tuesday, Tonga and Wales at 5.30 a.m. And Wednesday, Papua New Guinea and Cook Islands at 5.30 a.m. All eyes on that Australian game first up, though, tomorrow, Nathan Cleary getting his first chance in Australian jersey along with a lot of the other grand finalists or all the other grand finalists who were left out of that team. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that big weekend of the Rugby League World Cup. And it looks like Casey Badger, is going to make history as well. She's going to become the first woman woman to referee a top tier men's test when she takes charge of the Tonga Wales clash at the World Cup on Tuesday. So really good to see. Your thoughts on uh, how the weekend is going to pan out with the Rugby League World Cup? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, or you can send it uh, call the open line even one 70 But it is a big weekend coming up in cricket. Time to get the latest from the T Twenty World Cup. Yeah, time for a T20 update here on World Cups, in a nutshell, uh, Friday the 21st of October. Jack Clifton is on the line, cricket commentator. He'll be joining me regularly for through, well, the next couple of weeks before I go on holiday during the T20 World Cup. Jack, a very good morning to you. Good
0: morning, Dan. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, very, very well. You're on the road nice and early uh, this morning. But, look, plenty... <laughs> yeah. Plenty to uh, get through. I'm going to ask you about probably the two big matches, uh, Australia and New Zealand on Saturday, Pakistan, India on Sunday at the MCG shortly. Uh, Just a couple of other things, though, during the week with uh, cricket. And the T20 World Cup, let's start there. It got underway, um, and it's been highly entertaining. Um, There's been some matches earlier on in the week. Of course, last weekend, we saw Namibia beat Sri Lanka. We had Scotland beating the West Indies. We had that game on Wednesday afternoon where Ireland came from nowhere to beat Scotland. So whilst a lot of these teams probably won't go on to uh, win the T20 World Cup and some won't even make it to the next round, it has been a highly entertaining first week, and it's really, I think, made people much more excited for when the big games start to begin from tomorrow onwards
0: yeah i think it's a really nice wire to the tournament I, I would i wouldn't be surprised if uh, some other um other global world cups follow a similar uh, strategy and a, a similar um game plan to what the the t20 world cup has and, and you get to see some really quality players yes they might not be in the same league as an Australia or a New Zealand or in India or in England, but you've still got some some really skillful players. I was fortunate enough a, a couple of weeks ago to, to get a chance to, to commentate um, the island side playing against Randy Petersham in, in a white match out at Coogee Oval. Unfortunately, it was uh, those three matches scheduled, we only got to do the one, but but getting to see those players up and up close and personal, first class players, guys that played on the bigger stage, was was kind of a real honour for me and, and the other commentators and, and journos there. So yeah, I think it's been fantastic. You mentioned the the Island Scotland game mm. um, that took place on Wednesday. That was um, yeah, that was a, that was a great a great clash. And who knows what um, what a tournament like this does for players in terms of of all the T20 Global Leagues and and those kinds of things, as well as potentially seeing a side like Namibia or a Netherlands um, or Ireland uh, potentially going deep into the competition. There was an excellent match yesterday, uh, sorry, on Wednesday, between the West Indies and Zimbabwe. uh, The Mm. Windies bouncing back after a a shock first-up loss. So it shows that there's probably not that much of a, a golfing class between... The sides that uh, I guess are deemed as associate nations, or in the past we were referred to as minnows, uh, and 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 the regular kind of test playing and one day uh, one day international playing sides like a Sri Lanka and like a Zimbabwe. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been really uh, really promising, I think, for, for some of those those associate nations, and I think it's been exciting for, for fans like you and I, you and I, that don't necessarily get to see some of these uh, smaller type nations play again, to see some of their their star players perform and and cause some upsets. It's, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good
1: and really really fun to watch. Jack, I had a text uh, throughout the week, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday morning, about the T20 World Cup and one of the things T20 World uh, Twenty T20 cricket is not loved by everyone but I think one of the things about the T20 World Cup that is going to be really good over the next uh, month whilst it's on is that because it's a different format to obviously test cricket and even 50 over cricket It can change any moment, and we could get a big upset, which no one would be surprised about, but probably more of a chance of that happening in a T20 World Cup than a one-day World Cup and a Test Series. So I think that does add added interest to this T20 World Cup, that you just don't know for sure what is going to happen going into the game.
0: Yeah, well, that's right, and because it's a shorter form of the game, it's only going for three and a half hours, it's only 20 overs per side. Uh, there's a there's a chance, uh, a much greater chance for smaller nations to court an upset than if, for example, if Namibia were playing Australia in a five match uh, in a five day Test match. The game will probably be over be within, within two or three days. Whereas in a T20 match, they know if we can get to 140, 150, and we can we can bowl and field efficiently, and bowl to our plans, and and take our chances in the field, and try and put a bit of pressure on Australia, mm. uh, then then we can potentially get a result here. And I guess the other thing that we we haven't spoken about is the the pressure really is on the big nations. So when um, uh, even if it is a, um, a side like Sri Lanka that is um, is a top. I wouldn't say a top-tier nation, but, but a side that is, uh, is a regular in, in the T20 World Cups. But probably not seeing them on the same level as Australia and India, um, or, or a Scotland or an Ireland... The, the pressure's all on these bigger sides and, and we'll talk about Australia and New Zealand in just a moment but mm. um, yeah if Australia or New Zealand or England has to take on a Namibia um, or, a, or a Ireland or a Scotland or a Netherlands then the pressure's really on that bigger nation in, in inverted commas uh, to try and get home with the results that can also be an advantage to some of these associate nations that are, that are trying to make it through deep into the World Cup stage.
1: Just quickly uh, back, before we go back to the games the big games this weekend Pat Cummins look, there's been a lot of talk around him for various different reasons this week we won't touch uh, the other stuff but we will just touch in terms of the one day captain see no brainer do you think look I've seen some people on social media saying maybe they could have given it to someone else he uh, himself has come out and said look he won't play every one day that Australia plays and that may uh, open the opportunity depending uh, what happens in terms of Dave Warner uh, to maybe captain Australia one day we'll wait and see but are you happy with Pat Cummins as the one day captain as well as now the test captain of course
0: yeah, I think when I first heard the news, I was a little bit concerned at the, the overload of, of work. That sends me the buzzword that Cricket Australia um, <laughs> uses, especially when it comes to the fast bowlers. Um, and I, like you, um, were kind of wondering, well, is Pat Cummins going to be playing in all these one-day internationals? Because they often rest or rotate um, the fast bowling unit um, and bring different players in, guys that have got a bit of first-class experience been performing well in the domestic one-day cup. Give them an opportunity to, to throw on the Australian colours. But I also kind of feel um, as much as I kind of would have preferred somewhere else, and that's nothing, nothing personal against Pat Cummins. I think he's done a great job with the test side. It's just mm. in terms of not wanting him to be too burnt out when it comes to um, playing all year round and playing in in the international T20s. I kind of felt that Cricket Australia was between a rock and a hard place because I don't think they're ever really going to go back to Steve Smith or Dave Warner, although I kind of am am of the opinion that, um, maybe not for Dave Warner, but I feel like Steve Smith, as vice captain of the test side, is at least back in those leadership-type roles and is probably paid the price for what happened in Cape Town in 2018. It's been four and a half years. Um, I would have no issue with him taking the reins, but I can understand that that Cricket Australia probably still a little bit tentative, worried about a, a potential backlash from... Sponsors and, and fans and, and the media decide to go with Pat Cummins. I think that's the that's the safe choice. But as you also rightly mentioned, Dan, it will be interesting to see what it's going to be like um, if Pat Cummins is out through injury or yeah. um, if he's rested for a, for a game or two. Um, especially when you think when Australia go to go to the subcontinent against India and sometimes are playing five or seven match One Day International series along with Test matches and T20s. Um, it, it does open the door for so, yeah maybe a Dave Warner, which would be very very interesting. I guess also at his age as well because. But I think that The the, the talk of a lot of people in in the media is, well, how how much longer is David Warner going to play for Australia, um, especially in in all three formats as well. So there's a a few little tidbits of information to, 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 um, I guess, stay across there. It's going to be some interesting viewing over the next 12 to 18 months, Dan.
1: Let's get your quick thoughts on the games, uh, big games, coming up this weekend. Now, there is some concern around weather in Sydney. Showers are supposed to be around on Saturday. We've seen the awful scenes uh, in Melbourne and Victoria over the past seven days as well. Some concern around that as well at the MCG on Sunday, but uh, let's hope the weather doesn't play a part and there's not much we can do whether if it does or not. But uh, the first one, SCG 6 p.m. tomorrow, Australia playing New Zealand. Of course, Jack, Australia reigning champions of the T20 World Cup. They haven't had the greatest form running into this tournament, although I still wonder how much you read into those warm up games. How do you see this yeah. one going to not kick the T20 World Cup off, but definitely kick it off in terms of the big nations playing?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a cracking game. I really hope that weather doesn't, um, yeah, doesn't um, kind of restrict what's going to happen because it, there is a there is a significant chance it could turn into a an eight or nine over affair, which mm. um, I think when it, when it comes to T20s and you're playing that amount of overs, it, it, it gets a little bit farcical. So I hope I hope rain doesn't doesn't play a part. I, I, I know yesterday there was a little bit of rain around for um, the, the Sheffield Shield game that I was doing out at a Noble. Oval. So hope, hope it doesn't affect it. If it does stay dry. Um, then I'm obviously going to um, going to be backing Australia. I think, yeah, I I, I don't think form plays a, a massive part coming into a tournament like this. Um, Australia's been shuffling around their side as well. They've been kind of putting Aaron Finch at opener in the middle order. They've tried Mitch Marsh at opener, which they did in that warm match against India a few days ago. Um, so I think they're probably just trying to get some cricket into into the, some of their top players in different positions because. When it comes to a World Cup, you, you never know what scenario you're going to be in um, uh, Be in uh, in that in that kind of um, arena. Um, you might have a couple of injuries, you might have some form lapses, you, you might be trying an opening batsman like a pitch down at 5 or 6 if his form struggles continue. So um, I, I wouldn't read too much into it, but it's the ultimate task I think New Zealand uh, over the last 5 or 6 years in all formats, they, they've just been incredible. They made the, the 50 of a World Cup final in 2019, they made the... World Test Championship final, um, I think it was last year, in Lord's. Um, and, and I guess the T20 World Cup is the, the final frontier for them in, in terms of kind of making it to the final or at least making it to the, to the latter stage of the competition. So I think it's the perfect chance for Australia to um, uh, lay, a, lay a handprint on, on this tournament, but at the same stage, um, I wouldn't be overly confident as an Aussie fan going in because New Zealand has some classy cricketers. But if I was a, to be a betting man or a prediction man, I, I would say that, yeah, Australia might get home by, let's say, 12 or 15 runs there on fr- uh, on, uh, uh, later today and Friday um, at the SCG. Hopefully rain doesn't
1: play a part Dan. Yeah, and also uh, the other game tomorrow, England-Afghanistan, uh, that'll be at 10pm late game. Uh, and just quickly, and uh, pitch on time, but India-Pakistan, they're expecting to sell out at the mm. MCG, as I said before, yeah. worried about weather. This should be, if it if it goes ahead and we get a full game or close to a full game, this should be a beauty.
0: Oh, this could be match-of-the-tournament type, stu- type stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's any secret that there's, there's no love lost between India and Pakistan. No. Um, they've met a couple of times in, in tournaments in the past, um, but they haven't haven't played each other an awful lot. Um, and there's so many um, Indian and Pakistani expats living in Australia as well. So it's a great opportunity for them. There's fans that are coming over from the subcontinent as well. I think it's so exciting to see those two sides. It's, it's a sellout. It's at the MCG, which is the, the grandest cricket ground in Australia, uh, the oldest cricket ground in Australia. Um, and let's just hope that... A um, A, the, the weather uh, is, is, is good, it behaves behave itself and we get a, a really good quality game because how good would it be for, for the tournament and for cricket in the country um, if we saw, I don't know, India get, a, uh, get 180 or 190 and then Pakistan do a really good chase or maybe even um, provide a, a bit of an upset. Of course, Pakistan getting a, a win over Afghanistan in the, in the warm-up match um, a little bit early in the tournament, so their, their form has been okay at times. Um, But I think India going as warm favourites with with that. But I guess the the other thing to focus on is is what kind of pressure is going to be on the shoulders of the likes of uh, of Virat Kohli and Rishabh Pant and some of the other Indian players, knowing that I guess the whole country is behind them and and wanting them to to bring home the T20 World Cup.
1: Jack, great stuff, mate. We will have a chat next week, maybe a couple of times even after uh, some of the other games. But looking forward to the two big games across the weekend. We'll chat to you next week. Thanks, Dan. No worries. Jack Clifton, cricket commentator, joining us here with the latest on the T20 World Cup with Australia in action. Their first game tomorrow. Yeah, it is. And also they have got uh, a lot coming up. Uh, we heard about their tour schedule yesterday. Uh, a lot of miles to cover. Uh, the cricket continued last night as well uh, with some very exciting games. The Netherlands uh, through two. Uh, The next stage, they'll actually play Australia Um, after they lost to Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka won that one by sixteen runs. That was the first game yesterday, but because of a late surge uh, by the UAE uh, to set a competitive total of one hundred and forty-eight, Namibia all out. uh, Unfortunately, for them, um, for. Uh, I did, could, sorry, couldn't get to the target of 141. So uh, UAE uh, winning that one by seven runs. And the Netherlands, finishing second, advanced the second stage of the World Cup for the second time. They join Group 2 along with Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, and South Africa, plus the Group B winner, which will be one of Scotland and Zimbabwe West Indies, or Ireland. So the Netherlands will play Australia next week. So congratulations to them. Those games continue today as well. Ireland up against the West Indies. That'll be at 3 p.m. today. And then Scotland take on Zimbabwe at 7 p.m. tonight. Um, Crucial, really, when you think about uh, what is going to happen there in terms of uh, that. At the moment, uh, Scotland, well, they're all on two points. Scotland, Zimbabwe, West Indies, and Ireland. Uh, and all played two matches. So today, very, very crucial day for all of those teams. Uh, looking forward to watching that this afternoon. Uh, open line number 01 70. You can text 0457 asking what your headline's going to be, what you're most looking forward to in this weekend of sport. But after this, we'll take a break, have a chat with John Gallo, talk all things football. It's 18 past five in New South Wales, 18 past four in Queensland. This is World Cups in a nutshell. Yeah, 22 past five, 22 past four in Queensland. Have a chat with John Gallo in a second. NBL last night, uh, Tidepans 81 over Melbourne United 77 and South East Melbourne Phoenix 99 over the Breakers 77. Sydney Kings in action tonight at 7.30 at Kudos Bank against the Adelaide 36ers. Should be a big crowd out there for that one. All right, let's turn our attention to football. Jonathan Gallo is on the line. John, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Yes, very good. How are you going, mate?
3: Very well, mate. Very, very well.
1: Now, we will continue our road to the World Cup shortly. It'll be Brazil and Serbia we're going to look at shortly. But before that, let's go through, uh, just away from the World Cup, just for a little while and go through some of the other things that are happening in the round ball game this weekend. Another big round of the A-League. We'll just have a quick look at the Brisbane Raw and Sydney FC matches and uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. And it's helpful because the Western Sydney Wanderers uh, play Brisbane Raw tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m., John.
3: Yeah, they do, and uh, Western Sydney Wanderers have had a great start of the season with back-to-back wins early on, of course, but some really good, you know, positive signs from from them. Uh, Brisbane Raw started off, you know, the first week with a draw and and then a loss last week, so a bit of a stumbling around from from Brisbane Raw early on. Western Sydney has higher second spot on the ladder versus Brisbane Raw, who are on 10th position, but... Yeah, still early days, of course, but uh, both these sides playing some some decent football. Um, I think Western Sydney Wanderers last week uh, against Victory just you know went through their their motions and and saw themselves out with a one 0 win despite not probably being um, that great throughout the full ninety minutes, but still got the job done. So. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how these two sides go, but uh, you have to probably favour the Wanderers given that recent form.
1: And on Sunday, Sydney FC will host Adelaide United at Allianz Stadium, um, and a chance actually for fans after that game to go onto the field at Allianz Stadium for the first time in the brand new stadium.
3: Yeah, which would be fantastic for for young kids and and all that to run around the, the new stadium. But um, yeah, I think Sydney FC. Their form has been, you know, a little bit out. They've had a loss and a win already to start their campaign. They're sitting in fourth spot versus Adelaide, who's in ninth. Adelaide have had a, a draw and a loss last week, and uh, yeah, I think you did hard, hard to pick this one. Obviously, being so early on the season probably doesn't help. But um, I think Sydney FC's win last week was really good, really positive for Steve Corriger, just to take that little bit of pressure off him at the moment. Um, the players seem a little bit more revived from last week's performance, and. Um, I'm certain they'll go out there, you know, this weekend and put on another show. So, um... I am backing Sydney FC to
1: get uh, to get all three points here. All right, back-to-back victories for Sydney FC. Okay, let's turn our attention to the EPL. Now, we don't have half an hour to go through how busy the EPL has been uh, this week. So, there's been some uh, midweek uh, matches. Uh, probably the standout result, most interesting result yesterday, probably was Man United 2 over Tottenham 0. Ronaldo didn't seem overly happy, did he? There's a couple of games coming up today as well. 5.30am this morning, so literally four minutes away. Fulham take on Aston Villa and then Leicester City will play Leeds United. But let's uh, just focus on the weekend's action coming up, John, because it has been a major... Uh, that has been every day, basically, the EPL's been going on for, and we can look back at some of the results as we look forward. The first game is tomorrow night at 10.30pm. That'll be Nottingham Forest up against a team that's won a couple of matches in a row all of a sudden, Liverpool.
3: Yeah, and Liverpool, yeah, playing some, some good football and finding their, their form, certainly, um, at a good stage of, of the season before the World Cup break. Um, Salah and, and Firmino Nunes, obviously, which scored a goal during the midweek game against West Ham, uh, yeah, playing some good football as well, as well as their midfield. Thiago playing uh, really well and controlling their midfield there as well. So, um, yeah, I think the, the the players that are all expected to step up for Liverpool have finally done exactly that, which has mm. taken a lot of pressure off uh, Jürgen Klopp. Um, and I think they're really hitting their, their straps really well. I mean, Nottingham are probably the opposite end. Nottingham are, are bottom of the table. Um, you know, seeing 19th spot in relegation just above Leicester City. Um, but they've been struggling since the start of the season, really. And a lot of pressure on Steve Cooper, the manager there. Um, you have to expect, you know, Liverpool to get at least two or three goals in this game. And I think uh, they'll put on a really good show. And I think yeah. this game will come at the right time to even improve on uh, the confidence already shown by Liverpool so um, I expect a, a good result from Liverpool here
1: Couple of games at 1am on Sunday morning Everton who lost uh, the other day up against Crystal Palace then Man City will host Brighton
3: Yeah this would be a good one to see um, I'm interested to see how Man City respond they haven't had a midweek game they've been one of the few sides to not play a midweek game so They've had to sit back mm. and relax while they watch yeah. the opposition teams go at it. But, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see how Man City respond from the loss on the weekend against Liverpool. Um, you know, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about Pep Guardiola revving up his players to go again and to you know, come back from a, a loss. I think they're one of those sides that you, you probably don't want to really play when, they're, uh, when they've are been beaten down the week before because they've just got so much talent that they'll really come out and uh, start to be mm. fired up now, I'd expect. So, I don't fancy Brighton's chances in this game because of simply that. I think Brighton are going to be on the end of probably two or three goals by Harland or, or Phil Foden, perhaps. Um, but,
1: uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting game to see nonetheless, but I do expect City to be a one-way show. Just before we get on to the big match between Chelsea and Man United, you think Brighton would be pretty disappointed in their past f- few matches. They started the season off so well, had that draw against Nottingham Forest the other morning, lost to Tottenham and lost another game as well along the way at uh, just their season starting to stumble a little bit,
3: yeah, they've dropped down to, to eight spot now they've had back to back losses and then a draw last week, so yeah i I think watching them play as well. they're not having that exciting brand of football either, so um yeah, I think some concerning times for for brighton
1: uh and a really quick tip between everton and Crystal Palace.
3: I'm going to go probably with, this is a one, but Palace won last week, uh, during mm. the week, sorry, and, and played some really good football. So um, they haven't been defeated in the last three games, whereas you look at Everton, they've lost their last three games heading into this one. I think some enormous pressure on Frank Lampard to keep his job. So I am going back to Palace. I'd love to see SA up front and Zaha really move the ball around. So um, they're really exciting style of football at the moment, Palace. So we'll back them to get all three
1: points. All right, probably the game of the weekend comes up Sunday morning at 3.30 a.m. Chelsea will host Man United. This one could be a belter.
3: Well, yeah, it will be, but probably don't ask Ronaldo about it. (laughs) No, he didn't seem very happy, did he? No, he didn't seem very happy. He uh, he stormed down the tunnel at the 90th minute, despite the uh, four-minute extra stoppage time being put up on the board. Uh, He didn't want a bar of that. He wasn't waiting around. He walked straight down the tunnel. And, uh, yeah, the news is now coming out this morning that because of that, the club has taken some disciplinary action and decided that he won't be playing in the uh, in the game against Chelsea. He'll be sitting out this one. So, yeah, interesting times if you're a United fan. But um, they had a great game on the midweek against Tottenham. They were fantastic. They absolutely dominated them really for the full 90 minutes. It's probably been one of the more impressive performances I've seen from United all season mm. long. Whereas Chelsea midweek, they had a draw against Bredford. Um, and that's no disrespect to Bradford, but I expected Chelsea to get at least three points in that game. Um, but they have just been stumbling around. Their form probably, you know, last in the midweek hasn't been that great. Um, and heading to this game against United, will be a big test for them. Uh, I know it's at Stamford Bridge, it is at home, so hopefully that favours Chelsea somewhat. But, um, yeah, difficult one to pick. I'm probably leaning towards a draw here. Both sides.
1: Also, if you haven't heard just away from uh sport overnight, a bit of breaking news overnight, Liz Truss, uh the Prime Minister of the UK. Uh, she's quit after forty four days at the top job. Uh so she has quit and they're gonna find a new Prime Minister, or potentially an old one, uh, next week. Could next summer Yeah, it <laughs> could be Ronaldo, next Friday. Forty four days in the job. Wow. Uh now just uh quickly through every, just a quick tip on each of these so we have a bit of time for the World Cup Wolves in Leicester City. I'm gonna go with Wolves here. Uh, Aston
3: struggling at the moment.
1: Aston Villa will host Brentford. Gonna go Brentford. I think Brentford mm. to get three points. Uh Southampton up against Arsenal. Arsenal's the other team that didn't get the uh, game this week. That game was postponed against Man City.
3: Yeah, and I think they'll rest them up and, and do them a lot of good. They had a few niggles to to keep players like Jesus and Martinelli, so those players now be rested up. Southampton had a surprise win during the midweek, their first win, I think, of the season, uh, for memory. But, um, yeah, I think, well, it would be interesting to see how they do go. But I, I
1: do fancy Arsenal. You yeah. get three points. Leeds United will host Fulham?
3: Uh, I'm, oh, big game. With, mm.
1: I'm, I'm going to back Fulham. Okay. I think Fulham
3: might find some form here. They've
1: been very, very good for them so far to start of the season. And will Tottenham turn things around against Newcastle?
3: No. I think it no. will get worse with no. Spurs. I okay. expect. Uh, I think their confidence was taking a bit of a hit. We heard Conte afterwards say that he didn't feel his side was up to playing the bigger teams of the competition. They always seemed to struggle. He said so. Um, and I think Newcastle really, with the way they've been playing, they've had 200 million pounds poured into the club in the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, Almirón's playing very, very well. Saint Maxim's playing very, very well. Gomis as well up front. I'm backing Newcastle to get
1: three points here. And one other game, which we actually talked to you about on Tuesday morning, because it is on Tuesday morning, West Ham will take on Bournemouth. All right, time to do this. Here's the latest from the 2022 FIFA Football World Cup. Yeah, well, man, not so much the latest, but we continue our road to the World Cup. And it is very exciting, John, because we are now only a month away from the World Cup getting underway. Really looking forward to it. We've done a lot of groups. We're up to our second last group, that is Group G. Uh, We'll look at Switzerland and Cameroon on on tuesday but let's kick off with one of the heavyweights brazil
3: yes brazil i mean what can you say about brazil they won <laughs> five world cups of recent the last recent world cup win was back in 2002 believe it or not so mm. it's up to 20 year mark
1: been a at while point
3: in time where yeah it's been a massive time if you're a brazilian, to- a brazilian fan and uh yeah I-, I just look at their squad and you just have to you know you just think wow this is like a you know, PlayStation team put together with uh, all created players when you look at it. It's just a phenomenal team. Who do you leave out? Who do you keep in? Um, Neymar, obviously the biggest one. Vicious Jr. up front. Gabriel Jesus, Firmino, Rodrigo, uh, Richarlson, just some of the names. Coutinho in that midfield. Casemiro from United. Anthony from United as well. Gabriel Matanelli playing very, very well for Arsenal. So the list goes on and on and on, but um, you know, I think uh, Chiche at the moment the Brazilian coach is Got a few selection headaches before he uh, cuts his side down to a 23-man squad to take them over to, uh, mm. to Qatar. But uh, they've got so much to pick from. They've had a, a wonderful campaign in the qualification phase over there in South America, leading the group there. against the likes of Argentina and, and Uruguay they have been coming to that phase undefeated as well, no losses, only three draws and 14 wins. So phenomenal for them. And they scored 40 goals and only conceded five in the whole qualification campaign. So quite scary stuff, really, when you look at Brazil. Mm. I think besides France, I would say Brazil, given their squad and the amount of talent there, I would say Brazil, yet again, would probably be one of the favourites yeah. to win this World Cup. Well, um, But... Yeah, gonna
1: be, don't, be long, a long stretch for them. Yeah, don't give you a tip. My last show is Tuesday, the last show, not forever, uh, just for yeah. a little while, is Tuesday the 8th of Uh-oh. November. So I'm going to get you on that day and get a big prediction, the winner and the finalists and all of that. But I agree with you. I think Brazil will be up there. And just in about a minute, the other one of the other teams, Serbia, in Group G.
3: Serbia, yeah, look, have got Serbia playing fantastic football. Um, obviously, there's big players like Dujan Vrcic from, from uh, Juventus, Luka Jovic from Florentina. Mitrovic playing really well at Fulham, as we've seen in the Premier League. Look, I expect Serbia to be a tough team. They're obviously leading the way in the UEFA Nations League uh, at the moment. They've had a decent qualification campaign for the World Cup as well. Oh, I really like Serbia. I think they're playing some wonderful football. Um, I, I think they'll be a very strong force coming
1: in the World Cup for sure. Alright, looking forward to it. Switzerland and Cameroon, the other two teams that we will talk about. But yeah, the World Cup, John, it's quite scary uh, to think about. it. It's the 21st of October now. Now, uh, I'm looking, I must admit, at UK times. But Sunday night, which will be Monday morning here, uh, the 20th slash 21st of November, Qatar play Ecuador to kick it all off at 6am Sydney time. So in about 25 minutes' time from now, in a month's time, the World Cup would have started. Uh, Quite scary. Really really looking forward to that. And don't forget, by the way, SEN will have every game of the Football World Cup covered, so you will not miss a thing here on SEN. John, great stuff. Looking forward to continuing looking at Group G next week, and we'll wrap up a big weekend of the EPL and A-League as well.
3: Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. So much football to come around the corner. So, uh, yeah, wonderful
1: stuff. Perfect, mate. Thanks. We'll chat on Tuesday.
3: Hi, mate. Talk to you
1: soon. John Gallo talking all things football, doing a great job. When we do that for Ken Arts Hire, Ken Arts Hire, make your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today just before a break. And then Charlie Goodsir, Yoval Treeman on the text line, 0457-736-736 says, Hi, Dan. And hope am hoping the rain doesn't spoil a huge match with India up against Pakistan in front of a full MCG. Yeah, weather well, forecast, not good. Not sure what the headline on Monday will be, just as long as it is not that rain washes out the T20 uh, weekend. Well, it's actually worse than that. Rain forecast in different places for the next week. So let's hope that the rain stays away because we've got a big weekend of cricket coming up. All right, after the break, we're going to have a chat with Charlie Good. sir, keep those texts coming in, though, 0457 736 736. Or you can call the open line 1300 01 1170. It is 23 to 6, 23 to 5 in Queensland. Yeah, good to have your company. It is World Cups in a nutshell at the moment. It is the 21st of October, 2022. Keep those calls coming in on the open line. 1-300-01-1170 or text oh four five Didn't have this next man in the studio last week, but he is back again. Uh, and I'm very glad he is. Charlie, good, sir. Good morning.
2: Good morning. How are we?
1: Very well. Now, just before we get on to sport, I just want to raise one topic with you. And actually, I'm, I'm going to defend you a bit, okay? So I heard you on Jimmy Smith's show on Tuesday afternoon, I think it was, doing, I think it was What's Trending. Wonderful segment. Um, and you mentioned friends, and you're just about to finish it. You've been binge-watching friends?
2: Yeah. So uh, it's my girlfriend's favourite show. Mm. And during when we both had COVID during Easter, we were yep. both trying to... F- Find something to pass the time, and she's and I. Well, she said, "Yeah." Oh, you, we got to watch Friends. And I said, "Oh, look, I'm not a really a big fan of Friends," and she's like, "What?" And I was like, "Well, I'd watched episodes here and there, but never the whole thing." She's like, so you never
1: right. watched it before. I
2: never right? watched the whole thing back to front. She said, "You got to watch the whole thing," mm. and so I did. And I got to say, it's fantastic. I'm not gonna say it's. The Mona Lisa, or a work of art, or anything—it's mm. just very solid sitcom television, and it's it's hilarious, and it's it's very good. Yeah, I
1: like Friends, but you couldn't think of anything else more up to date to binge watch. You had to go back twenty, thirty years.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, there's not really that. No, n- just... nothing great out mm. there. I will recommend one thing. I've recently started yeah. Abbott Elementary on Disney Plus. Okay, it's uh, it's very good. Set in uh, a, it, it's a comedy. Uh, it's mm. a bit of a mockumentary style set mm. in this um. Kind of poor Philadelphia public school. Mm. very funny. Okay. Uh, and then I've also been re-watching my favorite yeah. kind of sort of sitcom. Which is Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, yes. And I will defend Malcolm in the Middle until the cows come home. That is a hilarious show.
1: I watched that when I was a kid. That was me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now you're rewatching it. My friend, yeah. my, one of my friends, loves The Big Bang Theory and all of that.
2: No, now that's garbage. That's garbage. That's okay. Garbage.
1: Yeah. And, and How I Met Your Mother. He likes How it, I Met it? Your Mother. Is
2: good. Good. Okay. But before I started watching Friends, I thought How I Met Your Mother was the gold standard of the sort of Friends sitcommy sort of yeah. things. But now I think Friends is the the S tier. Have you watched Frasier? Yes. Good show. Great show. Very good show.
1: Uh, brilliant stuff. Thank you. Uh, that is our TV review. I've started watching this thing on Netflix called You, but it's quite weird. Um, mm. Yeah, watch it, but maybe, I don't know, close your eyes at times. Anyway, uh, that's our TV reviews. Any TV shows you can recommend for the weekend, uh, 0457 736 736. A lot of sport, of course, has happened throughout the week. What's caught your
2: eye in the world of sport? Because I've had two World Cups on. We have, and it's been the T20 Cricket World Cup, mm. and it's been the the qualifiers so far. We haven't mm. got to the um, actual Super 12 stage. Mm. The qualifiers have been great, and what I've loved is how even uh, the teams are. Yes. So you think of the West Indies, Sri Lanka, traditional cricketing nations, mm. the West Indies, the most successful T20 nation of all time, mm. at least in the World Cup, mm. and... They lost comfortably to Scotland. They mm. only kind of just got over the line against Zimbabwe, who are a, who I, I think are a pretty good cricketing nation. Mm. Then we saw Namibia beat yep. uh, Sri Lanka. Mm. Um, we saw Ireland come from the clouds mm. to beat Scotland as well. So we're seeing w- what I think is a great equaliser in at least short, the short format of cricket. Mm. And I think we should just get rid of the qualifiers altogether and just have these nations just play in the World Cup. Of course, the BCCI won't allow that, which Mm. is the Board of Cricket Control Mm. in India. Mm. But I think it's been fantastic. We've unearthed these great stars. Mm. And I reckon we should get more associate cricket nation players in the Big Bash as well. There have been some real standouts so far.
1: Yeah, I was saying um, earlier on when we had Jack on talking about uh, cricket as well, and he agreed with you. He thinks it's great. It's a great system to have. And I was watching, I watched some of the matches, but on Wednesday I watched a lot of that Ireland-Scotland game. And Ireland were gone. They were gone. They were four for 61 or something like that, then came back. But that's entertaining. You could have seen, saw some of the fans there in Hobart as well. They loved it.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's great. And I think... Um, by having them these associate nations in the tournament just to begin with, not mm. make them qualify and get a Super Twelve stage, mm. just have them in there. Yep. It makes total sense to have them in there. It gets more exposure to these teams, and you get sort of these more Cinderella fairy tale stories. It's always one in every World Cup, no mm. matter what sport, mm. and you know it was Namibia on the first day, and then yep. it was Scotland the next day beating the West mm. Indies. It could be anyone, so I, that's what I'm pushing for. Just before I ask you what you're looking forward to on the weekend, how good is it? Because we had that sort of
1: quiet period after the NRL Grand Final where there wasn't much going on. There's the NBL and A-League, but then now we've got A-League and NBL still going on. We've got Rugby League basically every morning and we've got the T20 World Cup basically every day and the Football World Cup still to come in a month's time. We're in for a feast of sport
2: yeah that that week and a half two weeks was was hell on earth <laughs> uh but I, I can't believe i had to go outside and, yeah, and find some enjoyment in the yep. world but not sit on sit on my TV watching sport it's great mm. um what i and what i really think is great is um because they're not especially the rugby world cup is not being played mm. in australia mm. it's got those not friendly hours but you can wake up early morning i went yep. to the gym early morning watch the png tonga game yep, that reckon. was fantastic yep. and I think we're starting to see some more quality games. Yes. Um, I think Wales and Cook Islands this morning was another ripper. Yep, yep. I, I wish – more and more, I wish that that's what Samoa dished up in yes. that opening game against England because They're that was awful. a terrible start to yep. a World Cup. You never want to blow out. Yeah. Of course, you want the um, – especially for the host nation to win yep. um, that that first game, but not great. But But I think – Now that we've got the first round of pool matches out of the way, we'll start to see some more even results.
1: What I also like, and there was an article in the paper the other day about Greece who lost to France, who were very good actually, but they said they're just not happy to be there. They'd obviously love to win a game or two, but, you know, the passion of these lower-ranked teams that, let's be honest, won't, contest against Australia, New Zealand, England or Tonga. But it's just been great football and it's been entertaining. Now, I think this weekend, like New Zealand are going to play Jamaica now. We're probably going to get a one-sided game. I dare say Australia-Scotland will be the same. But you kind of expect that in a Rugby League World Cup where when you watch the lower-ranked teams in the early stages, they can actually be more entertaining than watching Australia- smash someone else and New Zealand smash another team until we get to those quarterfinals. And I actually think the quarterfinals this year uh, could well be a lot more competitive than we expect because we'll have Lebanon who have been playing well and Tonga and Samoa could easily beat in that quarterfinal as well.
2: Yeah. I think every World Cup, irrespective of rugby league, you're always going to get in the pool stages and blowouts. Yep because some teams just, you know, qualify just on the skin of their teeth. Mm. The Socceroos being one of them, but but, you know, let's just, we're there. Let's just make waves. And I think that's a great point you raised about Greece. Mm. Yeah. They're happy to be there, but they're also representing their nation for the first time Mm. in a world cup. We saw that fantastic try on the death as well, which is so far the try of the tournament. And yeah, I I, I think it will just get more competitive. And again, those mini nations playing each other, Mm. um, it will just be fantastic. And yeah, I think you know. Once we get to the quarterfinals, you trim the fat, you mm. get you you eliminate those weaker teams, and yep. then you get some really quality rugby league, which is yeah. what I'm expecting.
1: Yeah, and then a couple of weeks away, those quarterfinals. Uh, before we let you go, what are you going to be watching this weekend apart from Friends?
2: Yeah, apart from Friends, uh, NBA season is yep. back, and yes. I absolutely love the NBA. My Celtics got the the win over. I guess everyone's hated team, the, the mm. Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there'll be NBA action all weekend. And, yeah, just looking forward to going back to back to back.
1: Yes, uh, back to back to back.
2: Yeah, there are plenty of games on the weekend. Yes. And I had a look at the forecast. Not great weather, so perfect for staying inside.
1: Yeah, although not great for the cricket,
2: potentially. No. Uh, being
1: played in Sydney and Melbourne. I'm looking forward to the cricket. I think Australia, New Zealand, India, Pakistan, if the weather stays okay in Melbourne, is going to be a great game as well. And plenty of rugby league. And EPL as well across the weekend. So a lot to look yeah. forward to. Charlie, uh, we'll talk next week. You can recommend some more TV shows. And also we'll see what happens in the next seven days in sport. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Charlie, good, sir. There we'll take a break and then come back with more. one 300 the open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736 is English Premier League 23 minutes gone between Fulham and Aston Villa it is near law in about 20 minutes time from now Leicester City will play Leeds United Vossi and Brandy will keep you up to date with that looks like uh, Queensland are going to be happy with the schedule for the State of Origin next year uh, Adelaide is set to clinch game one of the 2023 State of Origin series uh, with a return bout between the Maroons and the Blues slated for Queensland Suncorp Stadium so Adelaide Oval was poised to host a series not on Wednesday May May the 31st, while Suncorp Stadium is expected to be handed Origin 2 on Wednesday, June 21. Uh, The decider, if it is going to be a decider, will be at Homebush on Wednesday, the 12th of July. And we're also looking at the grand final being on Sunday, October 1, while Magic Round at Suncorp Stadium is likely to be played from May 5 to 7th. So that is just a few bits and pieces for the NRL draw, but we're not expecting that to come out, I believe, until late November so we'll wait and see what happens with that. Thank you for your company this week been a lot of fun we will continue it next week after the news Vossi and Brandy right across the listing area for our Queensland listers. you'll have them for the first hour before Padden Hills at 6am local time we've got the NFL on Monday so I will catch you back here Tuesday morning from 5am Sydney time 4am Queensland time have a great weekend news then breakfast I'll see you Tuesday morning bye bye